Hey folks, what's going on? You're listening to another episode of Songs That Save Me. I am your host, Ross James, and I've got Jackie Green on the program today. It's another episode where we're focusing on the influence of black musicians, and Jackie has a whole stack of records that we kind of go through. Plays a song for us here at the end, and it's also our first video podcast. So if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and leave us a comment, follow our channel. I'm going to be doing a few of these. We'll see how it goes. And if you're listening to the audio of it, but you'd like to see the video, go on to our Instagram page at Songs That Saved Me and click the link in our profile and it'll take you to our YouTube channel. If you're liking what you're hearing, give us a follow on Instagram at Songs That Saved Me. You can also help us keep the podcast commercial free by going on to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash songs that saved me. Don't forget to leave us a review right here in the Apple Podcast Store. And I hope you dig today's episode with Jackie Green. Hi, Ross. Hi, Jackie. How you doing today, dude? Dude, your beard looks awesome. Oh, I've just totally let it go, man. You let it go. Dude, it's, re- <laughs> it's fucking straight rabbinical, bro. That's I the goal. It. Yeah. That's the yeah. goal, man. I love it. <laughs> it looks good. Uh, how you been it holding up good. during all this uh, time of uncertainty? I'm okay. You know, it's like I'm kind of a hermit anyway. You yeah. Know, just a- anyhow. So I haven't, um, I haven't, uh, you know, I've, other than other than like having tours and stuff canceled, um, yeah, right. I'm kind of, I'm kind of out here doing my thing anyway, gardening a lot. Spend a lot of time. In my I know I've been seeing the picture. I've been <laughs> I've been doing that too. I've never really gotten into it, and it's fun as hell, <laughs> dude. I've been into it. I've been into gardening for like pretty hard for the last few years since we moved yeah. out here, and it's like because yeah. we have in our in our yard we have the, we had this spot in our backyard where there was just originally I was going to build a studio and it, it was just like a flat. There was just overgrown with weeds, a flat, mm-hmm. you know, thing. And I just went out there and I started like a couple of years ago. I just started turning over the, it was just weeds. Started turning over the soil, planted some clover in it, let it, that all grow out, then did it again. And then like I started growing stuff out there and then by, and kept turning it over. And then by this year, it's like, man, things are it, yeah. like the ground, like really, really started happening, you know? Yeah, right on, started, man. It was awesome. I got I got a watermelon. I got watermelons out there, man. Last year I had, I had. I was so bummed. It was like a, I had watermelons. Like watermelons take a long time to grow. So like yeah. I'm doing this shit all summer, and I'm like nursing all these watermelons. They're getting bigger and bigger, and getting bigger. And it's like I got a watermelon like this, and I'm like, man, this is gonna be so awesome. And it like I go out there one morning, the thing was split wide open, and and. Uh, Long story short, all my watermelons did that, and I was so bummed. Like I worked all this time, <laughs> and like, and what I realized is that um, I always assume that you're supposed to give them more water as they get oh, bigger, because yeah. I figure they're called watermelons, but they actually just drink too much when you and they just burst. And so yeah. I was watching some YouTubes, and a lot of them, those melon farmers, like, no, you got to starve them from water. Right towards the end, that's how they get sweet too. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. yeah. So I'm trying that again this year. Yeah, what would we do without YouTube, man? You know, there's exactly, so much. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. You know, I've been, I've seen some of your streams, you know, on, on social media and stuff, and they've been killer. And it's, it's, it, it seems like you've got such a great space to be able to create music. And have you been feeling inspired? Have you been writing during this time? Or? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've written a, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I've been working. That, that, I mean, not just during this time. I, I've just been kind of 
I've, I've always had like a home studio situation, sure. so I've always been kind of working on stuff. But definitely during this, uh, I guess we'll call it the quarantine. Um, well, I mean, uh, to be well for, for for about a month, I wasn't because Luca's school was closed, so she was at home with me oh, yeah. all day for <laughs> for about a month. So I didn't really get anything done during that time. But um, now that she's she's back at her school. How old is she now? She's in school? She's, yeah, well, it's, we call it Preschool? school. It's, it's, yeah. No, it's like daycare. Daycare, yeah. Okay. It's, it's a, you know, early childhood, it's a school. Yeah, sure. It's, it's a it's socialization. A yeah, it's a, day, yeah, it's a daycare, but yeah. it's, I don't want to downgrade it because it's like a, dude, it's like the, it's the best thing. She's like, yeah. she's, she's sociable with other kids. She's like, they do a really good job. So I'm not trying yeah. to like yeah, dis, sure. diss them or anything. It's totally, totally worth it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I call we just call it school. It's not it's not school. It's yeah, yeah. Daycare. Well, rad man. Um, you know, uh, uh, we've been talking about doing this for a while, and I thought it'd be cool to kind of focus on uh, the influence that uh, some black musicians have had on you over the years. And I know yeah. I, I did one with Phil, and I've got a couple more with that theme that are that are going to be released. And I thought it'd be fun to do with you because. You know, I, I, I can totally hear and, and knowing you, but even if I didn't know yeah. you, you hear the gospel influence, you hear yeah, yeah. that soul influence in your playing. And I'd love to know specifically some of the big artists. So, you know, well, that's was, I mean, yeah. when you asked me that, that's like I was like, oh, that's an easy one for me, because <laughs> uh, for me, for me, I grew up. And I'll just give you, I'll start, we're going to go back to, uh, we're around the same age, you probably remember this, we're going to go back to like 90, 93, 94, okay. and I was uh, 13, four, I've told this story before, but I was about 13, 14 years old, and I've been into rock and roll music, I've been into, I played a little bit of guitar, I played a little bit of piano, um, I was into whatever, you know, the music of the time was, and, and a little bit earlier, rock and roll stuff, uh, Nirvana, whatever, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it was the summer before I went into uh, to high school, and back you know back remember back in those days that you know they there was no internet everywhere. It wasn't like right. you know you had to you know I keep I'm sorry I keep looking at the computer and I realize you're up yeah, there on my duh. camera, but <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. It's just like because I'm like looking at you on the computer, but um, so yeah. So anyhow, I, I went into the basement uh, our basement of our house in the summer once uh, it got you know about 110 degrees and it was just too horrible to go outside and play so and I actually fished out a box of my parents old records vinyl records and I found a little turntable and I found a bunch of stuff in there uh I found you know stuff that I'd I'd heard of before Beatles uh, Rolling Stones stuff from my parents generation and uh, then I found this other sort of this smaller stack of records but I think I think belonged to my dad and I found I found this this uh, uh what I found uh, Mississippi John Hurt mm. record. Um, uh, what else was in there? Some blues records, uh, like a BB King record. But the first record that I actually put on was I and I actually came to school prepared. You guys, yeah, man, <laughs> did your homework. <laughs> I, did my, I did my homework. So sick. One of the f- the first thing that I put on uh, was this record. Called the Genius of Ray Charles, mm-hmm. which I'm sure everybody knows now, which is classic. Uh, to me, at the time, I'm 13, and I, like I said, I played a little bit of piano, a little bit of guitar, and I, I never really heard. 
I, I certainly knew the name Ray Charles. I'd heard it just in, you know, just a, in culture, but I'd like, never really heard the music. And, dude, I remember to this day, this is one of those sort of moments that's like musical moments that musicians have, and I'm sure you have them, where it's like you can count them on like one hand that are like so, that are so etched in your mm-hmm. psyche that's like you're so impressionable. And this is one of those moments for me. It's like I find this crappy turntable, this like, I'm pretty sure it was like, like one speaker worked, you know I mean? I'm in the basement, there's barely any light. You got you know, it's like, and like, I'm like, there's cobwebs and I put on, and I, there's an outlet down there. So I put, I figure it out and I put on this record, this, not this exact copy, but this yeah, record. Yeah. And the first song is Let the Good Times Roll, you know? Big swing. You know, and you're, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. You know, this is so awesome. And I was just struck just like just immediately. And just the big, the big beat, you know, the big swing. And, and I'm like, man, this is so cool. And so I ended up going, just going to town with all the, uh, I found some, there was some more Ray Charles stuff in there. A lot of the mm-hmm. f- more famous stuff, what I say, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess my, my dad was a big Ray Charles fan. And so I, I found all that and I just went through all that stuff, man. And I was like, oh, you know, I didn't know, like, I, I've been playing piano for a little while and I, you know, and I just started realizing that to go from like C to F, you could, you could have, you could have a little bit more, you could have a little more, uh, it's fancy, you know, yeah, a yeah. fancier. And I was used to going like, you know, or I can't even do it now because it's like so ingrained <laughs> in me to do it like the little bit of flair. You right, know what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah. But now, you, know you, what take... I, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, and yeah. that's the thing. I know you're asked, did I take lessons? And the yeah. answer is, yeah, I took lessons. This is long before that, though. So I took lessons when I was like a kid kid, like uh-huh. for, about, for about a summer. And I did what Jason did, the Suzuki method, which is ear training, right, right. Uh, for about one summer. And I, the same with guitar. So I would say that my formal training is, like, minuscule at best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is minimal at best. Like, I, I'm definitely self-taught. Like, I can't read music at all, yeah, for sure. example. So, um, yeah, so I just, when I was a kid, I was just, like, I, I would listen to, like, in this case, Ray Charles records and, hear piano being played like that and I was just like man that's a I like that I can get with that like that's, that's a different thing you know that's a, like I, I love the way that that feels the way that sounds and I just tried I just sat there trying to figure out you know like what these moves were and they became more as I listened more and more they be, they sort of revealed themselves to me and, and I just sort of like sure, sat, yeah. sat there and sort of anyway, you remember how you were learning, you used to learn guitar, like you'd like rewind the tape. Oh, yeah. And then like sometimes you try to slow the tape down and the <laughs> pitch would go down. A little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's like that kind of thing, you know, but on piano. And I was like, um, I don't know, I was just like sort of mesmerized by it. I still am to this day. And I think one of those things that like when, it, when it's a really impressionable to you, it, it happens at a young age. It's like now I know like, I can like dissect all that shit and be like, oh yeah, it sw- you know, it swings. It's there's this feel. like I, I, can, I know what to call it now, and I can kind of right. like you know. I can, but back then, it's just magic. It's, it's fucking magic. magic. Yeah, it's fucking totally. magic, and yeah. you don't know why. And you're yeah. like, and like that, that just like impresses itself on you somehow. 
And yeah. it's like, damn, you're there. Like you're in. And you get a couple of those moments, you know? Yeah. It's in, almost like you can absorb it when you, when you're young like right. that. It, and it is that magical thing and you haven't looked behind the curtain or whatever yet. It like, yeah. you can kind of osmosis get that going in you. It's in a real magic. Way. It's yeah. magic. And it's like th- those, that's, that's the moment that sort of, for me, just sort of put me on this, put me on this path to sort of discover, um, what I would later describe myself as a blues nerd, like when I entered high school. So by the time I was a freshman, sophomore in high school, I had like, went from, I discovered, you know, and I, I, this is sort of simultaneous to finding, I I guess uh, you call uh, rock and roll pop records from the, from the, from like the sixties and seventies. Uh, Rolling Stones records and stuff like that, and looking uh-huh. on the back and finding finding these sort of odd names, right? Who know, who wrote Muddy these Waters yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. and like Willie, and like sort of finding the. I'm like, well, that's not anybody in the band, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd, and you got to remember again, our listeners have back in that day, you couldn't just like look it yeah, up really totally. easily. It was like yeah. you're like, uh, okay. So now, and were you listening to vinyl when like in high school? At that point, or were you listening to tapes and CDs and all that kind of? Like well, it was the CD. The CD era was fully upon yeah, us for sure. Yeah, and like yeah. when we were in high school, it was like that's. I remember our, our high school had, when I was a, I think a junior, we had our first internet computer lab, and uh-huh. and I remember like, I mean, from then it was it was all over because like you could get yeah. on Napster, Napster and stuff like yeah, yeah. that. It was all over from then out. But before that, yeah, I was like, for sure, uh, CD era was mm-hmm. was there, and because singles too, like. I remember, you remember singles, <laughs> cassette Dude, singles? I, I had, I had a cassette single for Wanna Be My Lover by LaBeouf. You remember that song? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I remember I had, I think I, I think I had, how old are you? Are you? I'm 33. You're, you're okay, a couple years I'm older old, than me. Yeah, yeah. I'm turning 40 this year. I remember. Oh shit, right? I remember, yeah. I remember, how about that? I'm turning 40 this year. No, remember I just, that? I remember playing your birth, like time just goes by so yeah, fucking fast. Shit. So fast. I remember, dude. I remember. <laughs> was I, I remember I got like a lot of GNR because I was into like yeah. Guns N' Roses and <laughs> like yeah. when, that, uh, when that stuff was. It. But anyhow, so I'm in high school, dude, and it's like uh, I'm like into Muddy Waters. I'm into Buddy Guy. Mm-hmm. I'm into at, and honestly, I was into whoever was like I could actually go see, and that and that and that it was Buddy Guy and BB King were still were yeah. still playing. And uh, and I remember dra- I was like a sophomore. My friend had a car he could drive. I, was, I think I was still maybe 15. I had him drive us up to Tahoe to see. Uh, it was Buddy Guy to see Buddy Guy play, and it was just I don't know, man. I just that that seemed like such an adventure to me. And, yeah. And I just I love that. I just love blues music. And was were any of your friends into it? Yeah, they, it, like my yeah. close friends were. They all got into because they were all like I had a fr- my friend Ben played the drums. Mm-hmm. And and he uh, or you know we were a kid he you know we were like yeah. in high school yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he played the drum and we had we made a band together you know and like we were right. covering and when we were in high school we were covering like um, old blues standards and all this all this the stuff we thought we were so cool and because you got to remember the time period too it's like that's so out of place for what pop yeah. music was yeah. at the time and it's like I was a weirdo I was such a weirdo <laughs> I felt like you know and. But I really, really liked it, and I liked playing guitar, you know, and I liked playing, uh-huh. you know, and I liked Eric Clapton, and I saw the connection immediately between sure. all this stuff, because as a guitar player, or, you know, a, a budding guitar player, you're kind of like, oh, well, shit, that's similar to this Freddie King, uh-huh. which is, like, the thing I was going to bring out next, because when I was in high school, oh, did I grab it? I may have forgotten. 
Which one? Uh, getting ready. Yeah. Which you know, Neil like, got me that record. That's the first time I heard that record. Did he really? This is a yeah. this is a great record. This like any any uh, you know this stu- this is like this record to me. It's it, you know it's like the Leon Russell production mm-hmm. is like it's like a pop record for blues. You know what I mean? It's done <laughs> so well. It's like it's really listenable. Like it really invite like the. It's like you know you go from that that sort of slow same old blues and you notice the hi hat's barely there. It's just like <laughs> the thick bass backbeat, and it's it's fucking sick, man. And then that acoustic dust my broom, and then like oh man, but yeah, yeah this the, record the is drum like tones a, on that record are so it's sick. Good. It's yeah. so sick. Um, so yeah, that's not that's like God. This is so many people's but like man, what else is on? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, five long years. That's how I learned five long years. I used to do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, now, were you playing gigs in high school? I was playing. Actually, the first gig. Hold up. I think the first gig I ever played was I play. I sat in when I was like fifteen years old with a blues band mm-hmm. at a local brewery, and, and because the the leader of the the singer was a substitute teacher at our at our school, and he was substitute. He was, and he knew that I played guitar, and it's just like he invited me to come play in his with his band. You know, I'm like just a kid, and yeah. my my folks took me down there, and they thought it was so cool, you know. And and even actually actually you know what even I, I, my my high school English teacher, Mr. Deville, was a. Uh, he was a big he was a big blues fan, and this is a cool thing too, man. It's like. To, uh, he he gave me a bunch of uh, CDs, tapes. I remember, oh no, I remember what it was. We both liked we both liked uh, it was the Leonard Skinner Freebird movie. You ever see that movie? The, the movie? documentary about oh, Leonard Skinner Freebird the movie. Only when they're talking about the Rolling Stones when they open for the Stones. Or they open for that's out, a big part, the yeah. Or whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that I remember. Yeah. He lent he there was he lent me that VHS tape, <laughs> and I was like, man, this is you know I was we just got talking about music and guitar, he played guitar, I was playing guitar. And he sent me home with some, uh, I think it might have been Sun Seals, uh, some real, like, uh, Luther Allison, some real, like, gnarly blue stuff. And I was way into it. And anyhow, I'm sorry, I'm just sort of rambling now. Dude. No, no. What was that, I talking about? You were talking about oh, your was, first gig. Yeah, 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 my first gig. I'm sorry. So the, <laughs> so the substitute teacher was a substitute for that class, and I bet you they talked. And, and, uh-huh. and he's like, hey, man, this kid is really into this music. Because <laughs> I'm at the age now where it's like I know friends who are substitute who are teachers, and I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. you know, and I'm like, and, and, and like, and like, man, I can see myself like, man, this kid, if I see a kid who's playing guitar or whatever, it's like, man, I want to turn that kid on to some music, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a cool thing. It is, man. I've been given a bunch of like uh, online lessons, you know, during this, mm-hmm. and I have some younger students and a couple that are like in high school and stuff, and it's it's so rad seeing how excited they get about stuff yeah. and how yeah. quick they get it compared to oh, totally yeah. compared to students, even people that have been playing like a long time, you know, that are older guys, right? Like fourteen, fifteen year old kid, just like. In an instant, gets it. It's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, kids are smart, man. They'll yeah. figure it out. They'll figure it out, man. <laughs> so, so what about you know, the the blues stuff really grabbed you? Just like the soul of it, the rawness. That what, what what was it? I think the sound. You know, yeah. I think that. Um, well, I think all of it. I think it's all part and parcel of the of the whole experience. Is like, it's like, 
I mean, I think initially with the Ray Charles stuff, it was it's the sound because it was it was like, man, that's not that's not like anything that I know, mm-hmm. but I really like it. You know, it's like it feels real comfortable to me. There's something there's like a swagger to things that feel yeah. feel like they they fit for me. And I, I don't know what it was about that, but that's kind of what I'm saying about the thing when it leaves an impression mm-hmm. on you. It's like whatever it was about that particular music at that particular time. Uh, you know, maybe it's partially, it's like, you know, I'm discovering treasure, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I found, tr- I literally found treasure yeah. in the basement. And quite frankly, it's true because it's like, now I, I can make a living. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like who, who knows what I would do if I didn't be doing, if I didn't find these <laughs> things that I found this, these treasures. You'd be playing baseball probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Dude. You see that those dudes are, in- oh my God. <laughs> I'm f- nope. we forgot I'm 40, dude. <laughs> I ain't playing no real baseball. <laughs> now, how how long, you know, was it until you really started writing stuff that was heavily inspired by this or tried to write your own blues tunes or that kind of thing? Was it right away or Well, I'm still trying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still trying. I'm still trying to to write Georgia on my mind or something, you know? <laughs> But like I, I don't know. I I just when I when I got out of high school, I sort of like I kind of sort of rushed for the door, you know. In retrospect, yeah, I yeah. probably could have waited a little little longer, but I like moved out of the house, moved in with my girlfriend. I was like 18 years old, <laughs> you know. Like worked a job at Home Depot and or uh, Office Depot and and uh, uh, various jobs and trying to like play gigs and like I was really into, like I, I played biker bars and by that time I'd, I'd i'd learned a lot of blues songs a lot of like country western songs, right a lot a lot like stuff that stuff that like to be played in in rough establishments uh-huh. you know yeah. what i mean and it's yeah. like and here i am this scrawny fucking kid and it's like i'm playing at i'm i'm not even old enough to be in the bar at this right. point yeah yeah you know what i mean i'm like playing i'm playing the timeout tavern you know and like <laughs> in, in uh, sacramento here i don't even think it's there anymore and it's, you know, I'm not, uh, they're super nice. And it's, it turns out that, like, if you're a musician <laughs> and you play the, play music that all the bikers like, they like you right back. Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> it turns out, man. So <laughs> so I I had a good time doing that stuff. And it, and it was like, it was funny because I had to always go outside when I took a break because legally I wasn't supposed to really be in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, I, uh, and I, you know, I did stuff for tips and, uh, and and at the same time, I actually, at the same time I was doing this, I was, I was enrolled in junior college for like one semester so (laughs) so i did i was on the straight and narrow path for For a a little while for a minute yeah (laughs) for a minute all right so you know you're you're through high school oh but sorry sorry man to answer your question though um to answer what i was going to say was when i'm playing when i'm in like playing those those gigs i knew a lot of blues songs and country western songs and what i do is i every once in a while slip in one of my own yeah. You know what I mean? During the set. And if like, I figured if nobody said anything, that it was probably all right. That's a good you way know? to test some it's shit. A, yeah. It's a good, yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> hey, what is that bullshit? <laughs> no one did that. So I was like, okay. I, could. <laughs> I mean, so after that, what, what's kind of the next tune? When, when, were you, when did you sort of transition to playing more original tunes live? I would say, I would say you? like around that period, I started writing songs sort of real seriously after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and definitely that, definitely the blue, blues music 
and rhythm blues music and like a lot of old just what we would call classic rock now you yeah. know and like class just what we would call classic stuff uh was like probably the biggest inf the biggest influence on me that and like tom waits and i yeah, you know and yeah. like you i you see the connections obviously with all that stuff anyways if you're a tom waits fan you're like yeah. oh that's not not that big of a leap you know yeah you get sure. it so <clears throat> but i think it was tom and like tom waits sort of to me like took that took a lot of rhythm and blues and then really made an interesting kind of way to make songs out of it that i hadn't heard yet and that was after high school and i was like man that's a that's that i kind of got bit by the songwriting bug yeah. and it actually wasn't until later that i really got into dylan and stuff it was actually when i hmm. it was later i actually got into like Tom, I, I wasn't. My mom had all those Dylan records and Joan Baez records and stuff. But like in those records that I found when I was a young young kid, the ones that I really gravitated to were like the the uh, like I said the uh, the Ray Charles records mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and the and the other other blues records that I found down there, and Freddie King and stuff like that. So that like that left it like that was the impression that <clears throat> got left on me, and then I. Um, sort of discovered Bob Dylan probably when I started smoking pot. That's about you know right. I mean? yeah. Like that seems about right, doesn't it? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like like then it's things that started to. <laughs> now, how old were you make when you sense. started getting stoned? <laughs> uh, well, I smoked pot in high school a little bit, but I yeah. kind of didn't. I kind of didn't like take it. <laughs> I didn't get serious about it. Until <laughs> <later>. <laughs> I didn't really get serious about it till later, <laughs> which is true. I didn't get serious about it till like probably. Probably when I was writing songs, you know what I mean. Yeah, Probably yeah. when I started to try and do that kind of stuff, because it's I, there's there's some weird connection between listening to Bob Dylan and and all and his blues influence too. Because you could once oh, you yeah. know that once you know all this once you sort of like have this ba this framework this background of mm -hmm. of this of this of this music, you're like, oh, pff, of course he likes that stuff. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's like he's sing, he's singing Key to the Highway right now. Yeah. You're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's so like, oh, and like you kind of see you see where he's coming from. You start to connect yeah. the dots. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was talking to, uh, you know, Adam McDougal the other day. And uh, what's he doing? How's he doing? He's doing all right. He sounded yeah. good. Yeah. Is he in L.A.? Where's he he's, living? Now? He's still in L.A. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Doug. Yeah. I, he's he's eagerly awaiting getting back to playing music. I can tell As you. As we all sure. are. Yeah, aren't no, we? Yeah. no fucking doubt. But we were talking, he he listened to the episode that I did with Phil and just talking about how the Grateful Dead had all these influences, you know, totally, like yeah. all, all the old, all the old blues guys, all, all the bluegrass stuff, all this kind of stuff. And now there's so many musicians and so many bands who know the Grateful Dead, but right. don't necessarily know that those, a lot of those songs aren't their tunes. You know, Samson right. and Delilah yeah, yeah, yeah. is not right, a yeah. Bob. Sure. Song, right. Yeah. Uh, and and just tracing all that stuff back, I think is is so important, yeah. you know. Totally, yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, I mean, all, like even like shake it, sugarees, or or even, uh, I mean, not just the sentiments are like old right. sentiments, right. you know what I mean? Like the songs. Yeah. Are, what does that sound? Is that me? I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Did you you heard that too? So oh, that yeah. was on my end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I thought it was your chair squealing or something. No, that's a crazy squeal. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Um, but but yeah, like in like, a way though, it should be easier because there's the internet. You could totally connect right. all those dots. 
But I see. I see. This is a, this is what I think. I think. I think that makes it hard because people are lazy and they don't want. People to do are lazy. I think it's, it's <laughs> a. People are lazy. B. It's not as fun. It's not. It's not like as a fun. You have hunt. To, exactly. You have and, to go on the treasure hunt. And nobody's gonna. Nobody remembers shit anymore anyway. So even if That's you true. look it up, it's not like you're gonna remember it in an hour. That's true. Like no one has to remember anybody's number just, anymore. Like, yeah. dude, I don't know your number. I don't. I don't know anybody's number. I just. Right. You're I right. just memorized yeah. Megan's phone number. Like you know. Yeah. Three months ago. It's been like two years. <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. I don't, I, yeah, that's totally true. You don't have to remember, you don't have to remember how to get anywhere. You don't yeah, have to right. remember. What was <laughs> that like driving without your phone? I don't even time? remember. I don't even remember. Uh, remember yeah. pay phones? What was that? What's that? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> All right. Well, shit. We got, we got Ray Charles. We got Freddie King. What else do we got here? Yeah. What else? Oh, man. You, you have this record, this uh, Taj record, Natural Blues? I don't have enough Taj, no. I have okay, the one, this record, the, dude. the Taj record where, where he's got, it's him and John Hurt on the back of it, you know? Okay. All right. This is this shit is classic, though. This is uh, probably about six or seven copies. I think, I'm not <laughs> sure, but I think, I think, I think Dwayne Allman might have even said that this is one of his favorite records or oh, something, really? something like that. I think that it's pretty... Uh, it's pretty well. I might get. I might have that wrong. So, somebody uh-huh. of very high repute. <laughs> and I remember finding this. This is one of the records that I found in the in the stash. What's the name of it, real quick? The Natural Blues. Natural Blues. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Natural. Yeah. Natural. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's some. You know. There's some. Uh, there's. Oh, there's Don't Miss Your Water, like Otis Redding thing. There's. Uh, um. Oh. That's pretty famous. She caught the Katie, left me on oh, that's you on there? to write. That's on there. Yeah. Tony Leone loves it. Plays that tune. Yeah, that yeah, he yeah. probably had, he probably loves his. I'm classic, sure. Yeah, classic. Yeah. So I'm like, I know you're doing songs, but man, I can't. It's hard for me to do I songs. Like I have I things that are imprinted on me, and it's the whole damn thing. Yeah, well, that's a good thing that that that's not the case so much anymore these days either. You right. Know? So I'm down I mean, for for the full full record. I mean, I I think when you talk to I think when you talk to musicians. Like even though we grow up in a pop era, I think we I think musicians who want, who make records still tend to like, still tend to when you when you ask them for like you know your favorite song they're gonna pull up the whole record yeah a oh, lot yeah, of times yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean I think that's just like the nature of the yeah the, you know it's so hard what about what record. about that one what about the Taj record well it's fucking badass dude, yeah 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 thing. but I mean, like. <laughs> How old were like you when, when you, you like discovered that? Well, one? this is when I discovered this record. I was young. This is like when I was. This same is one pile. of those same pile of that yeah. original pile. I didn't. I was actually playing a lot of piano and stuff at the time, so mm-hmm. I didn't. So I really the Ray Charles thing is like I was. I went with that, and I fished this out probably later in high school when I was sort of starting playing guitar and like wanting to learn how to sing a little bit and 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 you know that kind of thing. And um, I guess as far as singing, it's like. For, for me, dude, like this, 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 this man, this man. Can you see? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the baddest dude right there. Look at that fucking. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> come on, dude. I mean, come He's on. still a badass man. Have He's you ever? Have you, have you yeah, ever gotten yeah. to play with him? I played with him. So the first, oh so God. like the first tours that I ever. This is like I was gonna lead lead into this, but it's like. We'll fast forward a little bit to like I uh, to when I'm like about 23 or 24, and I started. I made a record, uh, made a couple records, starting to get a little bit of notoriety. I'm starting to get some gigs, some bigger gigs, and I'm you know I end up being an opening act on BB King tour and, and Taj Mahal <laughs> and Buddy Guy tour. So all these guys, all these cats that I that are fucking heroes of mine. 
It's like I'm sitting out there. They're in their old age, and I'm opening for them. You know, I'm just this little white kid from the suburbs <laughs> opening for them. And, uh, and man, it's just like, I don't know. I, I've li- I li- I've I've had a pretty, I've had a good life, man. man. Like, I really, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's like music that I really like. And uh, it's, and it's, I feel like it's, uh, it's taken me quite a ways, you know? And it's like, but that's, and if you ask me, like, what about it that's, that's, that it's just like, to me, a record like this has been, as far as I've been doing music, has been like ingrained in me for so long that I don't know what it is about it. Like, that's what music sounds like to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. like when I, I'm like when I'm when I'm going for something, like these records are the reference point of like what I'm trying to <laughs> get at. So it's like, like, like what is it about it? It's like what isn't there about? It? Like, <laughs> you, do you know? It's like it's we're talking we were talking about Stevie Wonder and people like that. It's like it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to find faults. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes if you're if the bar is set so high, you know. It's just, yeah. I think it's great, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what you're talking about, like, you know, getting to open for these guys that you, that are your heroes and that whole kind of thing. Yeah. Through doing this and having so many conversations with people about this kind of stuff, I, I really, and I've felt this way for a long time, that it's, it's, it's all, you know, the way it's supposed to be and it's the passing of the torch kind of thing and it's been Absolutely, that way. Absolutely, yeah. It's for, always been that way. You know, I mean, like, I talk about Forever. that, that Taj beings, record. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but that Taj record where he's on the the back cover it's a picture of him and John Hurt at like yeah. at Newport or something like that. Something. And that that, yeah. that was his that was his hero, you know? And totally, it's, yeah. It's it's all just That's it, man, dude. It's it. It's like speaking of and speaking of like blues like strict blues in Newport, it, um this muddy muddy waters oh, yeah. at Newport record, yeah. classic of, again. But he's like, you know, he does. Uh, it's the one where he does. Uh, Got my mojo working twice. <laughs> they, couldn't, they didn't. They didn't get enough of it. So yeah, he did it again. <laughs> the opposite of the jam band yeah, scene, right it's there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, like first time was two minutes through. <laughs> it's like I love this. Stuff. It's like, and this the band like, and this is I, this is a reprint in stereo, but I think the original is mono. Uh-huh. And, uh And <clears throat> I I got that record. Muddy at Newport, probably when I was in my early twenties, and um, and I and I've developed like I used to listen to everything on headphones because I'm sure you like when you're you're walking around. I used to have like a um, a thing where I, like a big long cable where I'd put a record on or put a CD nice, in, yeah. and I'd actually have it on the headphones because I like to play music kind of loud. And I had neighbors. I was living in an apartment. Anyways, right. yada yada yada. So I had this fascination with mono records because they sounded very different to me on obviously on headphones (laughs) right and and i remember that was one that was one of these and it just had this i developed like this fascination with like it sounded that much older to me you know it was recorded in 1960 though it's not really that old but Mm -hmm. i guess it's pretty old yeah it's pretty old i guess it's pretty old but and i was like man well, the other thing is, like, you hear, you hear this, you hear these, you hear all the girls screaming and everything, and you're like, man, you're like, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I mean, I, can, I, all this stuff is so classic. It's like, what can I say about muddy waters? That, yeah. Like, I mean, it's. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, like, think about how. Yeah, I got yeah. my brain on you. I got my brand on you. This shit is. 
you know, think about when the Stones got to play with them, right? Like, right, yeah. You know, just how and the, excited they were and still they were when pumped. they talk about when they talk right. about it now. Pumped. You know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did we did a gig once where we were like the backing band for Bo Diddley, you know, when he comes to town. No shit. Yeah, we did those gigs. Uh, you know, they hired the local blues band. We did that once and man, I had guys I had I had, uh we didn't get a set list ahead of time. You just get you just got to learn a bunch of Bo Diddley stuff right. and don't know what he's going to do. And he, you play for, you know, 30 minutes or he comes on stage, he sits down, tells the band to stop and he gets you know, he's, then we get into a song and I'm like I'm playing keyboards. I'm playing keyboards, so I got a bass player and Bo's playing his guitar and drummer. <laughs> and he doesn't tune his guitar <laughs> before oh, we, no. before we start. So it's like a little it's like a little like a half step off. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm like trying to figure out where he is. I'm like, it, it looks like he's playing G, you know, right, right. or like he's in E or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, it's actually E flat. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm like E flat. <laughs> but it was, it was rad, man. It was like a proper gig. It was just Dude. like, just. Now, have you anyway. ever talked to Phil about that? Because no, you know they no, they backed okay. up Bo Diddley. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> he's probably, he's probably was, much younger. Phil was like, I think. It it was it was less exciting and maybe a little more boring for Phil, you know, by, by the end. Maybe of it. yeah, <laughs> like the way right. he talks about it. It's like that's like his worst nightmare is playing, you know, E like like four bump, on the floor. Bump, all, bump, all, all, yeah, bump, right. bump, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He might not even got to do that. He might have yeah. been going bump, bump, right. bump. Yeah, yeah, man. That's it's, funny, man. I just those old cats though are like, I. I it's weird because it's like it's a generation move that's actually like shouldn't be it should be like my parents generation you know what i mean it's like it's removed once it's like they're all so old to me yeah you know it's like but it's that's what i gravitated to and that's what i really liked was old people yeah (laughs) like old and like people would tell me they're like you have such an old soul when i was you know when i was younger and i was like I was like, "What the hell does that mean?" It's like, is there? <laughs> You'd rather hang out like, with your parents' friends. Than exactly. Your friends. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess that means I just like it's like the stuff I like is just like old, older yeah. stuff, I guess. And I think that's just a just a byproduct of, of growing up in a time where popular music wasn't like scratching a particular itch for me. I think. Yeah. And I think that's all. That's all it is. It's like I grew up in you know where pop popular music like pop pop music was uh boy bands were getting big you know what yeah, I mean? yeah that yeah. was around that time and it's like if you're a young if you're a you know sort of like a if you're a teenager and you got some testosterone going you don't necessarily like that they're competition for you right. <laughs> <Those boy> <laughs> bands, <laughs> you know what i mean you don't necessarily like those fuckers <laughs> you know what i mean it's like the, your your girlfriend you, you have in high school is like she's obsessed with justin timberlake or whatever it is. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so I don't know, man. <laughs> oh man! So, I think he comes later, not him. Somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there any? Was there any stuff? You know, from from the night you mentioned Nirvana. Was there anything that that you were remember being into, or was it pretty? Oh much yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, absolutely. Like I, I'm not this. I'm not saying I wasn't. Into, I loved Nirvana when I was yeah, growing yeah. up. This is a little bit before I got into high school, though. So I loved like. Um, yeah, like gun, like I guess hard rock you would call it now, uh-huh. classic, classic, classic yeah. rock, and that's what I'm saying. I went from that to discovering these records and this sort yeah. of this, old, this older stuff as I got a little bit older and going getting into high school and sort of wanting and more serious about music in general, and learning and learning how to play guitar and piano, getting a little bit better, um, and then I sort of discovered this uh, this this 
all this other music, and it, that's the light switch moment for me. Mm-hmm. It is the Ray Charles record, quite frankly. That's that's the moment. That's why it's there, and I can recall it. And I've told this story a lot because it's yeah. just like I remember it so well. And it's like from that day forward, I just I don't know. Something clicked. I was like, I, I like this. <laughs> yeah. I like this kind of music. Like sue yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like I mean, did you know before that? That you wanted yeah, I mean, to I go had, down had, this road and be a musician? Oh, it's, yeah. oh it's, no, not necessarily. No, no, I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know that I wanted to be a musician. This is just in ter- terms of when I was like, like turning 13, on 14, music, yeah. like turning on, turning on to, to a specific kind of music. And, I, and part of it is, you know, you, when you're young, you have a, you have a, you, you know, you don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to figure out what your path is, you know? And it's yeah. like, it, um, I, I felt like I found a, a something unique you know something that none of my peers were into that none of in fact nobody was really into where i where i you know it was just like this it almost felt like felt felt like a relic from a from a bygone era yeah that i found i'm like but i like this i like this relic i don't want to lose this relic you know what i mean i really like it you know i think i feel something for it. whatever the fuck it is i feel for it and and that's like sort of been i mean that's kind of in the spirit in which I kind of done things, you know, mm-hmm. like musically. Is that yeah. there's, I don't know, man. There's just a lot to be. There's a lot there. There's a lot there yeah. in in the past, you know, in those in those songs and yeah. music. What else have you got in that stack? You got anything else back there? I do. Let's do a. Um, so when I got out of high, around the same time, um, I started playing gigs out of high school. I started getting into like a, I guess, I, I guess you'd call it jazz. You would call it jazz. Um, I started getting into jazz guitar players like Grant Green. Mm-hmm. And there was something about like the accessibility for a lot, like some of the stuff like... Some of the stuff, like the more beboppy stuff, is kind of harder to get into when you, if you don't, if you're not like used to hearing it. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. But like the more of the straight ahead, like blues, funky stuff is, was really like, you know who would know a lot about that is Krasno. That's like, oh yeah. He knows all That's, that blues yeah, stuff. For sure. Yeah, yeah. All that shit. Like, yeah. <clears throat> but Grant Green to me, and this particular record, even though it's not that funky, it's all gospel songs. It's called Feeling the Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's all like, uh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Feel like a mother's child, closer mm-hmm. walk with the like sort of classic gospel songs. Yeah, to bring the gospel thing in. It's like I, I heard this record when I was sort of on on this kick of like jazz instrumentalists, uh, guitar players, piano players, Oscar Peterson. To, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, to uh, you know, and I had a big affinity for all these this blue I would call the Blue Note era yeah. of uh, of a lot of these records. Um, and again, because there was a lot of this stuff like this. This Art Blakey and Jazz oh, yeah. Messengers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There you go. Yeah. Everybody knows Moaning now, right? And it's just like, and just like the. Oops, sorry, I got this thing <laughs> plugged on the thing. But like the. Like the sort of the clusters that you'd. That the piano players will find out, you know, like you, like you figure those out by listening to those records and listening to those people play, yeah. play that kind of stuff, and like, or I do anyway. And it's like, right. 
I don't know. I just, I, I get, I latch on to something and it's like, I don't know, it just doesn't let go. So I, I, that was a period where I was listening to a lot of like jazz, uh, guitar jazz, I would say guitar jazz, like guitar players. Like who else? Wes Montgomery. Yeah, the, right. Live at the half, or the, is that the half note? A lot of them are live too, like from, yeah. um, for guitar players too. Uh, the, uh, no, let me go grab it. Can I, give me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it, yeah, yeah. I gotta grab the records. Hold up. <laughs> I got a couple more. <laughs> All right. Do you have this record, dude? Do you have ice picking? <laughs> Is that Albert Collins? No, Albert I, Collins. I have. Dude, this I have several uh, that that are that make me that give me that same reaction. Albert Collins records when I pull them out, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have dude. that one that with with uh, Robert Cray and oh fuck, there's another guitar. Oh, player. the three, the three, the three uh, guys. Robin yeah, Ford. The, uh, Is it yeah, Robin the, Ford? No, no. I can't fucking think of it. It's going to drive me crazy. But it's like 88 or 87 or 88 or something. Okay. There's like neon colors and shit on it. Oh, cool. No, I don't have yeah. that one. But yeah, this has got Master Charge on it, which is a... It, that's that's one that's one of my favorite songs. What of all year time. is that? This has got to be '90s, right? Or so? Oh no, '78. Sorry, I'm sorry. 70, does does Capo have all the fucking duct tape and shit all over it? Yeah, his Capo is one of those old <laughs> crappy ones. <laughs> and the, yeah, the on the one shoulder, dude. The telly on one shoulder. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Sick. You know, I heard he used to. You you heard about his live? Do you ever see him live? No, no, no. Like he no, had no. like a like a hundred foot cable, and he would like go into the crowd oh, yeah. with it and shit. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. I remember Buddy Guy used to do the Buddy Guy does that too. Okay, so we got more jazz stuff. Yeah. Um, saying the o- Oscar Peterson uh-huh. record, that, and the oh, Night yeah. Train record, I think is probably like the most classic. I mean, that's a classic record mm-hmm. for as far as tree, as far sorry, as far as trio, trio jazz. So good, yeah. You know, it's so good, and there's a lot of that footage. I think you can find on YouTube a lot of that black and white footage from like um, when they're in. I think they might have been in Europe or some like some festivals and stuff. Huh. And it's the trio. It's the trio they're playing. And it's funny. I, I watched that stuff, and I remember the last time I I watched it. There's like, it sounds amazing. And I'm looking at the piano, and, and I'm not seeing any mics anywhere. I'm like, how the hell are they getting? And I noticed there's like a 158 like yeah. off to the side somewhere. I'm like, no way. It's <laughs> like, no way. It's, no way it sounds like that. I'm like, it's what It's going. what the 58's going into, man. You know, like, I was like, but it's like just off to the side. I'm like, don't see any of the mics in the shot. I'm like, what the Just fuck? over the bass strings or something? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? In any case, uh, oh, here's that Wes Montgomery. Oh, yeah, which this one? Is, this is a full... A live. This is a uh, reprint. Huh. There's I've never seen that record. one. Yeah. That's, uh, I think it's somewhere. It says Berkeley, California. Yeah. I guess cool. it's a place called Subo. I just probably long before my time. Dude, Phil was I talking about seeing Coltrane when Wes Montgomery sat in with them at '62. Oh really? I bet. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's, <laughs> he probably has much better stories than I would. Because this is all the music <laughs> from that. Like he would have been able to see all this. Yeah. Stuff. Right. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, I just. I just have like a mythological concoction in my brain yeah, about but what, that, it, what it all means i think that could be even more powerful man i, I, I don't no, know i think it is more yeah, powerful yeah. <laughs> it certainly is i mean yeah. clearly it made clearly it made me like <laughs> it made me carve out a career for my you know yeah, path right. yeah so that, that's a pretty powerful pretty powerful thing for yeah. sure man. yeah I'm, I'm curious if uh if there's anything you've been listening to a lot lately that you thought I've been working on a lot. I've been working on a lot of stuff, so I haven't yeah. been. I've been like kind of when I listen to music now. It's more to like not 
actively listen. So yeah, when, when I I hear been, you. it's like I'll put on, <laughs> man, I, I'll put on, sometimes I'll even put on one of those Spotify playlists of like stuff that, stuff that is, uh, I guess it, I wouldn't call it techno because I don't really like techno. Like ambient, like tune. Yeah, I guess ambient, ambient yeah. sort of like, what's, what's the guy's name who, uh, I can't remember his name. He's real, uh, he made a, I think he's, is he from the, Dece- maybe he's from the Decemberists or one of those bands, but he made a, a record that's like an ambient record. Um, I might be wrong. It might not be. The, I, You're not I talking about Postal said. Service. No, it's one no. of those kind of, I, I, you yeah. know, one of those bands that, 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 are, that are real popular. And, uh-huh. That are real popular and have great music. One of those yeah, bands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The kids <laughs> like them, right? The kids <laughs> like them. Yeah, but it's really great. Whatever. And I have it on one of my digital Sounds devices, awesome. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, well, you know, I don't know. Like, it, I'm really bad with a lot of this stuff. It's like I, I don't really, I'll just... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about the digital listening. Like your records, you know everything about the records. You know, but like the yeah, you know where all the holes are. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now I had another question for you. You know, because you've had a couple of different different uh, incarnations of 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 your live band over the years, right? And most recently, I think it's it's been a totally different kind of sound for you right which yeah. from the videos i've seen i never got to see the the band we were out of town when you were at ophelia's here um but uh it's more of a gospel kind of sound yeah yeah the big well it's we we had a thing uh, uh, which we haven't done done this year because it's so expensive to do but yeah. called the modern lives band where we where we had i mean it was how many people we had we had the mccrary sisters there's four of them. <laughs> we, had ho- we had horns. We hired a horn section. Yeah. And then in the band, we have a... a, a, a Shan- yeah, it's like a, Shannon's a, a gospel R&B guy, a keyboard mm-hmm. player. Right. And, and Smoke and, and, and Meg, both, both the drummers, are R&B uh-huh. uh, gospel cats. And it's just it was the idea was to just like make a rock and roll gospel band. Yeah. It was like... Just like balls to the wall, fucking, yeah, you know, and just <laughs> you can hear those like those like those those chops of like black musicians who grow up in the church, you know. Yeah, it's like Shannon's a whole bad, different dude. level of yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Shannon's dope. He, he, he like he's so, and it's it's so funny. He's such a good singer too. It's like I, I feel he's such a good singer, and I'm like, man, I gotta be on my on my fucking game when yeah, I play yeah. with him because. He's so good, you know, and I like that. Like, I, I like that's my personality. Yeah, especially I like to, when I like it's to your get down and dirty. Yeah, yeah, and get, your tunes, you know. I like to get down and dirty with people and just be like, let's 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 fucking let's, let's go. get this shit going, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's just my personality. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I like to wrestle a little bit. I get a little. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you? Is that uh, one of the differences? You know, with that project versus the other project, it's just a a different kind of focus or a different. Um, uh, different level of being egged on, kind of a little bit, you know. Yeah, it's a different. It's well, we 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 sat with the songs that we were going to do, and we sort of figured out. We we basically figured we big, figured out arrangements that are that are new as far as the band is concerned, mm-hmm. and also like we want it to be funkier and just you know more soulful, and so we just went that route. We we're yeah, just like, yeah. let's and I'm everybody's 100 percent comfortable with it because that's what we're going to do, and that's the cast right. that we we put together. Yeah. And so it's like yeah, so it, you know. It's just the only. It's just such a. You know how it is. It's like you're bringing a twenty piece band or whatever it is to a club that holds five hundred yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. rough, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's a long sound rough. check. Sometimes it's a. Yeah, it's, or sometimes it's a rough one. Yeah, you know? it's just like so. 
Well, uh, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if there's a tune that you're into playing that you sort of man, thought, I wanted you know? to talk about. I wanted to. I I try to do, but Bill Withers, because he just passed yeah. away. Man. I don't have I don't have it here because I lent it out, but the record called Adjustments, mm-hmm. the Bill Withers record called Adjustments. If you guys are out there, that's probably one of my favorite records of all time. Hmm. Uh, and I don't know that there's any hits on it. Like he, you know, none of the none of the big songs are on there. But there's a song called Stories on there, uh, which I think is fairly. I can't really I can't really do it, but I'm gonna try yeah. if I remember. <laughs> it goes. Who will buy your sad story? Give me some reverb, baby. That a young man has to tell. Sleep with me on satin pillow. And I will treat you well. trying to think of it while I'm, while I'm yeah, playing. Yeah, man, it sounds good. But that's the, that's the song. You know the song, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. just that it's just like a piano and a harp. I'm not I'm not I'm not really doing it justice. I'm kind of fucking it up, but I'm forgetting all the words. But man, that song to me, I remember I played that song for Kyle, my wife. She had yeah. never heard that record before and she stopped. Uh-huh. And she was like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And so <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm you guys just got it. If you don't know it, you got to go listen to it. Uh song is called Stories. Yeah. It's a Bill Withers song. Uh, it'll be on the uh, Spotify playlist that you can. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, uh, that whole record. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's. Shoot, man. There's a few of those moments where it's like you find a record that just sticks with you forever, mm-hmm. and there's probably like. Honestly, there's it, as much music as we listen to. We probably could narrow it down to like maybe a handful of those experiences, you know. And for me, that's one of them. It's like definitely one of them is that record. Yeah, man. You know? Listen to that record. Well, shit! I can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time to oh my pleasure join man. me today, dude. Miss yeah, you, dude. man. I look forward to getting the man. I'm sorry. The- I'm sorry. This whole fucking virus thing ruined our our good time because we were gonna we were gonna do this lot uh, from your place. Remember? We were I know. Come to you, An- with- Anders and everybody. Yeah. yeah and then we got then we then we got all the all this fucking nonsense yeah. started happening. So, yeah. but I'll see you again. I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, uh, good luck with the watermelon crop this year. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thanks. <laughs> and brother. tell Kyle, Hey, and, uh, I hope I you will. guys are, are staying safe and, and being good. Yeah, brother. This, man. Yeah. Yeah. Be good, man. All right. Peace, man. Peace. Well, there it is. Today's episode with Jackie green. Hope you guys liked it. 
Uh, I've got one more episode coming out in a couple days that's going to continue this directive that we're talking about, the influence of black musicians. And uh, it's with Matt Butler from the Everyone Orchestra, dear friend of mine who kind of helped me spearhead this idea to focus on this right now. And I'm looking forward to sharing his episode with you. If you watched it on YouTube, I hope you guys liked it. Uh, Make sure to leave us a comment and follow our YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Songs That Saved Me. Leave us a review right here in the Apple Podcast Store. Stay tuned for more Songs That Saved Me.